Hi, everyone. Welcome to Perfect Timing. My name is Maddie Ray, and I am so grateful and excited that God has led you here. This podcast is where we will unravel the details of our lives and see God's hand in every situation. Together, we will walk, learn, and grow in our faith. My prayer is that you would experience breakthrough and true intimacy with Jesus as we learn to rest on his word and promises together. Jeremiah 29:13 promises, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. I want to assure you that God sees you and is with you right now. I pray that the Father would open your heart as you hear today's message. Let's get into it. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Perfect Timing. I'm so excited that you're here, and I am very excited for today's message. So the title of this episode is How to Practically Walk in God's Strength. So this is something that I have struggled with since I came to Jesus, I've heard everybody say it a million times, like, walk in God's strength. Don't depend on your own strength. You have to depend on God. You have to lean on on the Holy Spirit. You have to depend on the Spirit. Like, don't do it on your own. And I have struggled so hard trying to do that. I am somebody who needs, like, I don't know, like practical ways of doing something. It's nice, you know, in theory, like, yes, I want to depend on God's spirit. Yes, I want to depend on God's strength for everything. I don't want to depend on my own. And like theologically, I can understand that. And in my mind, I can understand that. But that is where the disconnect for me has happened, is that I'm trying too hard to use my mind to understand something that I have to use my heart to know instead. And so how can we practically walk in God's strength? How can we practically depend on God, depend on God's Holy Spirit, lean into the Spirit? How do we walk in the Spirit? And the simple, very simple answer to that is that we have to believe So in Colossians 1.23, it says, You must continue to believe this truth and stand firmly in it. Don't drift away from the assurance you received when you heard the good news. So we have to believe. When I first got saved, I remember I just like um, every wall came crashing down. Everything I thought I knew came crashing down. And I was so sure about God. I was so sure about Jesus. I was so sure about everything he revealed to me right in the beginning of my walk. But I feel like as we continue on in our walk, you know, that that fire that's in the beginning kind of like dwindles a little bit, you know, in the when you're a baby Christian, God shows himself so much to us. And he constantly does miracles and he constantly answers our prayers and he constantly speaks to us so loudly because he wants us to believe and he wants us to know that he's real and he wants to reveal himself to us. And so as you continue on with your faith journey, he pulls back a little bit because we have to build our foundation on our faith. We have to build our foundation 
on the fact that this walk is by faith and that it's not by sight. It's not on whether God is answering my prayers all the time. It's not on whether I feel God's presence in every moment. And if I'm basing my faith on that, then I'm not going to have a lot of faith and I'm not going to have a lot of hope and I'm not going to be able to be strong in the Lord because I'm depending on the way that I feel all the time and I'm depending on the things that I can see. I'm depending on the practical things, the things that are in front of me. But this walk is not by the practical things. This walk is by faith. We have to believe. Everything is based on our beliefs. Everything we think, everything we do, everything we say, the way that we react in our daily life, everything is based on a belief that we have formed at some point during our lives. And so we have to continue to believe the truth. We have to continue to believe the gospel. We have to continue to believe everything that God revealed to us in the beginning of our walk. And we have to stand firmly on that. We can't drift away. We have to be completely confident and we have to be assured knowing that when we heard the good news that it was the truth and it is the truth and it will always be the truth. And even when earth and heaven pass away, the truth and the word will always be there. God's word will never pass away. And so we have to believe. We have to sit with God. We have to get to know God. We have to get to know his character. We have to study Jesus's life. And when we do that, we come to believe more. We come to trust him more. Trust doesn't come automatically with somebody. When you're in a relationship, it takes time to build trust. It takes time to build a relationship. It takes time to have that belief and trust in what people are saying and what people are doing. And the more time you spend with somebody, the more you're going to trust them or the more you're going to believe in them. And that's the same thing with God. It's the same thing with our relationship with Jesus. We have to spend time with him in order to have belief in order to really trust his word and what he says. So today, the day that I'm recording this is December 22nd. We are three days away from Christmas. So crazy. This year flew by like it always does. (laughs) But I think ever since having a baby, it has flown by even faster, which is insane. My baby's literally almost a year old now, and I cannot believe it. But since we're near Christmas, I wanted to read a little part from Matthew 120. And so it says, But after he had pondered these things, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to embrace Mary as your wife, for the one conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son. And you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All of this took place to fulfill what the Lord has said through the prophet. Behold, the virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. God's spirit is literally living within us. That is the reason that Jesus came. That is the reason that God sent his son. He sent him because our flesh is weak. Our flesh is sinful. And our flesh is what separated us from God. Our sin separated us from God. 
And we need God's spirit within us in order to live a life of righteousness, in order to live a life that is holy. We cannot do it in our own strength. We cannot do it on our own. In 2 Corinthians 12, 9 and 10, it says, But the Lord said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I, Paul, will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weakness, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And what Paul is saying here is that he is strong when he is weak because when we are weak, when we have moments of weakness, God's grace covers us. God's grace is more powerful than our weakness. The cross is more powerful than anything you could ever do in your entire life than any weakness that you have, than the weakest moment that you've had, than the worst thing that you've ever done, the cross is more powerful than that. God's grace is more powerful than that. God's grace covers you. All people are weak because they are sinful. Everybody sins. And these weaknesses are the most apparent places where God can be glorified. When we can repent of our sin and go to God for forgiveness, that is when transformation can take place. That is one of the ultimate ways that when somebody is weak and then strong because of God's power. God is the one who cleanses. God is the one who transforms people who could not and definitely would not be able to be righteous without Him. In Colossians 1 21, it says, This includes you who were once far away from God. You were his enemies, separated from him by your evil thoughts and actions. Yet now he has reconciled you to himself through the death of Christ in his physical body. As a result, he has brought you into his own presence, and you are holy and blameless as you stand before him without a single fault. It is only God's power. It is only the cross. It is only God's spirit that we can be holy and blameless, that we can stand before him without a single fault. And in Colossians 1.29, it goes on to say, that's why I work and struggle so hard, depending on Christ's mighty power that works within me. When we have moments of temptation, when we have moments of desperation, other kinds of weaknesses, we are able to cry out to God. The Holy Spirit literally dwells within us. That is what Jesus came for. He came to put his power and his spirit within us. And that's where this goes back to belief. In order to depend on God's strength, in order to depend on God's power and not our own, we have to believe. 
We have to believe that Jesus came for us. We have to believe that Jesus died for us. And we have to believe that when he rose from the dead, that his spirit came down to live inside of us and that his spirit is what strengthens us to live a life of righteousness. His spirit, his power is what enables us to do everything that God has called us here to do. We have to believe that. Everything comes down to belief. And the only practical way I can give you to believe is to spend time with God, is to be in the Word every single day, is to meditate on God's Word. Don't just read through the Bible. Like, take little chunks of it. Sit with those words. Ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you. Take your time. It's not a race to whoever finishes the entire Bible first. That's not what this is. Head knowledge is not going to help you believe. You have to have heart knowledge. You have to allow God to penetrate your heart. You have to allow God to come into every single room, every single dark space, every single closed door. You have to allow God into all of those spaces. Ask him to help you with your unbelief. God hears you and God will answer you. When you knock, when you seek, you will find God. That is his promise to us. We as humans are weak. Our flesh is weak, but our spirit is willing. And if we can submit to God, if we can allow him to take over, he can use his full strength. He can use us for his purposes and his glory. When someone is at their weakest, that is when we are the most dependent on the Lord. When do you usually feel the closest to God? When do you usually seek the Lord the most? Usually when you're going through something pretty tough. When you need God the most. Of course, we need God in every single moment. We would have no breath, no life. We wouldn't even have a next second on this earth if it wasn't for God allowing us to have that. But we tend to move closer to the Lord when we're going through struggles, when we're going through hardship. We tend to depend on Him. We tend to finally surrender and say, God, have your way. (laughs) My way is not working. God is infinitely stronger than our weak flesh, than humanity. Knowing that God is within us allows us to believe that we can bear any and every circumstance because we know that God is bearing it with us. We can believe that God is with us. We can believe that God is here. It's not about feeling him all the time. It's about knowing that he is here no matter what. No matter what you feel, no matter what you're facing. For some reason, we tend to think that God is just going to solve all of the issues in life that we have, or he's going to make every single circumstance better, or we seem to think he's like a magician or (laughs) something like that. But When you look at the Bible, every single person in the Bible went through trials. Every single person in the Bible went through hardships. Every single person in the 
Bible feared something or did something that was sinful or everybody had a moment of weakness. But that is God showing us how graceful he is. That's him showing us how merciful he is. That's him showing us how much he loves us. That no matter what sinful things that we have done, his grace abounds even more than that. His grace covers us. And because of that, because of how much he loves us, because of how beautiful and humble and gentle he is, we would love him for those things. We would love him for who he is. God wants us to love him. He wants us to know him. And out of that love for him, we would be empowered to live a life of grace and mercy, live as holy and blameless as we can, depending on God's spirit and God's strength in every single moment. And so that is what I have for you guys today. I pray that this blessed you. If you have any questions, as always, you guys can reach out to me. I love you all so much. I pray that your 2024 is extremely blessed by the Lord, blessed not just financially or physically, but I pray that you are just blessed with wisdom. I pray that you are blessed with so much peace, and I pray that God just reveals himself to you in a way that he never has before. I pray that you would move so close to the Lord in this next year and that you would move even closer to the purposes and plans that he has for your life. I pray that any chains or anything that has you bound would just be completely broken in Jesus' name, that you would experience true freedom in this next year from anything that you have been struggling with. Even if it's been something you've struggled with for 10, 20 plus years, I pray right now that that would be broken in Jesus' name. I pray that you would live in true freedom this next year. I pray that your belief in God's power would strengthen. Thank you. God bless you all and Merry Christmas. Thank you, Jesus. And I will see you guys in the next episode.